0: Welcome to another episode of Junior Achievement of South Florida's Recipe for Success. Just as there are no two recipes that contain the exact same ingredients or measurements, there are no two success stories exactly the same. Recipe for Success features entrepreneurs, visionary leaders, and innovators of all ages who will share the ingredients that make them successful. Here's your host, Lori Salarulo, President and CEO of Junior Achievement of South Florida.
1: Good morning everyone, good day. Uh, Welcome to today's uh, episode of JA's Recipe for Success. I'm your host, Lori Salarulo. It is a pleasure to be with you today uh, and such a pleasure to bring today's guest uh, to us. Uh, Today's guest has been a friend for for quite some time in my life, um, so I'm grateful for that. But also I think today he will bring the perspective so many perspectives to what's happening today in our world from a healthcare perspective, economic perspective, uh, racial inequality perspective. uh, I think there's just so much going on. And so I think that he brings points of view from from political side, business side, as a parent. And so I am thrilled to welcome my friend and our former Senator, George Lemieux. And let me bring George in to welcome us. Good morning.
0: Good morning, Lori. How are you?
1: I am good. I am good. Hanging in there, uh, judging along, right? got to keep going, be, being hopeful and, and getting through all the things being thrown at us. Absolutely. So how are you doing? First of all, I always love to know how my
0: guests are doing. No, I'm doing great. Uh, you know, all things being considered, it's been a challenging time for all of us. But thankfully, here at the Gunster Law Firm, we're... Plugging along, we just o- reopened our office here in Fort Lauderdale last week with a, a smaller group than normal, but we're we're trying to be cautious about it. And we've had a lot of people working from home statewide. Uh, so that's all good. And uh, kids are good. Finished the year with some distance learning, a couple bumps in the road, but they made it. So very proud of their work. And all things considered, with all the challenges that are going on in the world, uh, we're doing really well. Good. I am so
1: glad to hear that. I love to hear that. Um, and most importantly, that the kids are doing well. I don't know how you balance it all, George, I'm not sure. Um, You know, I think that you just said, you know, with all the things that are going on in the world, that all the things on your plate, um, but something got you to where you are today, right? You had to strive to to run for politics and make a difference. Working in the legal uh, industry, right, is about making a difference. What was a pivotal moment in your life, right, that kind of took you down these paths? Because they're all connected by that theme of making a difference.
0: Well, I think for a lot of us, that was a combination of things. I mean, two really good parents, mom and dad who, you know, took good care of me and always supported me, Uh, a teacher. You know, we've all probably had that experience of one teacher who took a special interest in each of us that helped propel us to Success. Mine was my ninth grade English teacher, Mrs. Arlene Gershberg, who was about four foot ten. And uh, she took a liking to me. And uh, I had had challenges in school and wasn't a very good student. And she saw something in me and told me that they were starting a new uh, organization at Coral Springs High School called the Debate Club. And I should join. And that really changed the trajectory of my academic career, I realized that this was something I liked to do and I then, I then I wanted to win debate competition. So I self-taught and that, you know, got me into uh, a pretty good school and good law school and kind of set me on my way. So for me, it's always been uh, having a passion for something, which I think is really important, finding purpose, but then also working really hard to achieve your goals. And I've been fortunate to have great mentors and great friends along the way and a very supportive family that were helpful in me uh, you know, achieving some of my dreams.
1: Wow. You just gave us a whole bunch of ingredients there. Okay. (laughs) I mean, so I heard, you know, finding your passion, finding your purpose, competition. You talked about wanting to win, uh, working hard mentors. And that one thing, what, what struck me, and I think this is so important, uh, especially for our young people today, when you talked about debate, right, whether it's debate or it's JA's entrepreneurship program where they're actually starting and running real companies, finding something that our students can get involved in, right, to teach them those skills that they're going to use later on in life is so important, and so now that explains your your passion for the debate program uh, at Broward County Public Schools, so uh,
0: what you talk can, a little bit about experiential learning. what's happening. I said, what you do with experiential learning with JA is fantastic. And I really think, you know, we got to do what we need to do in the classroom to make sure that our kids have the basics, but these kind of applied learning uh, opportunities, where the kids are actually doing and learning at the same time, don't even know they're learning when they're doing it. Uh, I think to me is really, really essential. And that's why I support the the Broward Domain Initiative. That's why I love what you all do at JA with, uh, BizTown and all your experiential learning. I think it really makes a big difference in these kids' lives.
1: Yeah. You know, one of the topics, of course, that you're hearing so much about, which has been a core pillar of ours for 100 years since Jay's been around, now we're hearing so much about the financial literacy divide. And one of the things you mentioned, George, was a great family, right? And I think why I love what I do is because my children, your children, you and I had parents who taught us these things. And so I think I love what I do because not every child has that in the home, right? And so as a politician, uh, right, and a change maker uh, in our state, in our country, locally, what is the one thing that that we can do for children to make sure, especially with what's happening today in the conversations, how can we make sure that they have access, right, and, and opportunities to learn these things when they don't have parents in the home Or they have parents who don't know these things because they were never taught.
0: Well, that's a great question. And there is a huge divide between some of our kids who are doing well and some of the kids who not. And I think the first thing is we got to love all of our children and we got to give them support. And, you know, they're all children of God and they all deserve no matter of their background, no matter of their color, no matter of their socioeconomic status. They all deserve the chance to succeed. And this country can provide that. It just hasn't provided it equally to all people. So that's why I think these experiential learning opportunities, we have a very good public school system here in Broward and Florida has made great strides in public school education back when you and I started in politics in the 1990s and 80s. I mean, there was this was a very uh, poor K through 12 education system in the state of Florida and it's done a lot better, but there's still more to do. And I think whether it's, you know, J-A or it's the debate initiative or it's kids who are doing competitive chess or brain bowl or whatever it is, bring, you know, we spend so much money and so much focus and so much attention on athletics in the schools, competitive athletics. And I'm all for that. I wish we spent 10% as much time and money on competitive and experiential academics because that really gives kids the, the flavor of what they might do in life They're, like I said before, they're learning. They don't even know they're learning while they're doing the competitive juices start to uh, churn and they, the urges to succeed. And all of a sudden they're getting better and better and they're self teaching and, and the competitive thing works really well in that. So I think trying to provide those opportunities, I mean, the debate initiative, we're, we're giving kids clothing and these kids, some of these kids, we have homeless kids in the debate initiative. We have kids in juvenile detention. One of the most, uh, poignant moments I've had helping the Broward Debate Initiative with Lori Rich Levinson who's a school board member, Eugene Pettis, Mike Satz, and others, is we had these kids in juvenile detention who we gave them blazers. And they came and they debated against the best high school debate team in Broward County and they held their own and they were so proud. Uh, And they were so proud to have their own notepad. I mean, just small little things that we take for granted. And that's the kind of stuff that can change a kid's life. So, I really think we got to provide more of those opportunities for our kids oh I, listen you are preaching to the
1: choir honey i mean seriously when i watch those kids in the debate i've been to the event a couple of times they're amazing when i watch our entrepreneurship students get up there in the in the spark tank because you can't call it shark tank mm-hmm. right competing against right private schools against public schools that don't have the, any of you know, near the, the opportunities and how, like you said, they hold their own and they do amazing and the confidence and the self esteem. And then when they get to go on to Washington, to our national uh, competition, uh, it's, it. you're right. It's life changing for these students. And so, and, and you know it because you experienced it uh, yourself, you know, I think it sounds all rosy, right? Somebody who might be listening. Oh, we had, you know, these charm lives and, He had great parents and and all these opportunities. I'm sure, and I know I was there during one of them. There were times when things didn't go the way you thought they were going to go. Sure. Right? Um, And so talk a little bit about that because I think people don't always know. They see just the outside. How do you deal with that? What's the ingredient that has gotten you through some of those difficult times in your life?
0: Well, for every success I've had, I've probably had three failures, and I think the most important thing is to keep trying. Uh, you, you know, we 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 hold ourselves to very difficult standards. It's as if like everything you try, you should succeed and be the best at in the country, and that's sort of, you know, that's the standard. Well, that's ridiculous. Uh, I you know, I always tell people about baseball as if you know, if you if you hit one out of every three uh, times you're at bat, you make the Hall of Fame. That's right. always know, but we we would say that's a failure in other professions. So uh, the biggest thing for me is like, is just to try. And, you know, I ran for the state legislature in the 1990s and lost. And I was so disappointed. I had this whole career trajectory planned out for myself. And because I lost, I got to be chairman of the party. And because I got to be chairman of the party, I got to meet Jeb Bush and Charlie Crist. And because of that, I got to go to Tallahassee and work for the attorney general. And, you know, five years later, I was in the U.S. Senate. So, you never know what those failures are going to mean. And I think we all find this in our lives is that when we have these challenges and obstacles, oftentimes something better comes from it than what we ever imagined. So, uh, you know, the, the challenges make us who we are and what we do after those challenges and those upsets, I think, is our character. And the most important thing for me, if I give advice to people, and, you know, I say it out loud for myself as much as I say it for others, is just get back up and just keep walking forward. And it's amazing. Uh, Every, every setback you had usually leads to a better opportunity.
1: Yeah. You know, I I have experienced the same thing. And I think those are the times when we grow the most, right. Is when we have those times when we're disappointed. It didn't go the way we thought it would go. Um, But I know I always tell my daughter that, right. Those, these things feel really terrible at the moment. But I promise you that if you're open to the possibilities, um, greater opportunities will come along. So uh, Whoops, there we go. Um, so I think, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about. So the legal profession today, I know that we are calling on all of our uh, lawyers and legal advisors on our board. Um, And we got to get somebody from Gunster back on there, by the way. Um, Right. I mean, this is the first time I think we haven't had somebody, but we've been relying on them for so much uh, advice. Right. And guidance, uh, reopening our businesses, um, layoffs, furloughs. I mean, all of the stuff that, you know, you all are, are so good at and knowledgeable about. Through through all of this, I don't know if you heard my question because it it um it was regurgitated. Yeah. Did, so tell me a little bit about how Gunster has been helping its partners and leaders in the community get through some of this uh, on the from the legal
0: end. Well, thank you for that question. We jumped in right away as soon as the shutdown started uh, to give advice to our clients, but not just to give advice to our clients to reach the broader community. For people who might not have the ability to you know, afford a Gunster in normal circumstances, we wanted to make sure the information was out there to give advice because we knew we had an obligation to serve this community. Gunster's only been so successful over the past 95 plus years because Florida has been so successful. We want to make sure that we were helping everyone we could. So as soon as this happened, we started doing webinars. I started doing daily updates on Facebook and LinkedIn publishing that out through our social media here at the law firm to let people know what was happening every day with closures, what was happening with the cares act in Washington, the, the paycheck protection program, the opportunity to get funding for your business to keep your business open. And we still do that. We're having another one of those today because the paycheck protection program is, has been changing. So we felt that opportunity and that responsibility to go out there and provide this information. I, you know, I do a radio show every, Monday morning with Jimmy Cephalo on WIOD. And we had people call in the office, you know, painters, small business people. And I was taking their calls and getting them to the right person here at Gunster. And we didn't charge people for that. We just wanted to get them the information they needed because we all need help in this circumstance. And I've uh, been proud to do that. And, you know, we've become expert on the paycheck protection program and all these closure orders. And we had lots of our clients who were like, can we open? Are we essential? Are we non essential? What are the rules? And, We've been navigating that. And I want to say, too, that state of Florida, Broward County, you know, Governor DeSantis, uh, Bertha Henry, our county administrator, have been great to work with in trying to make sure that we were doing everything we could for our clients to stay open if they could stay open in a way that made sense because we need to keep people working. We need to keep paychecks out there so people can provide for their families. So that's been a, uh, something what we've been really focused on. And for everybody who's watching this morning, they can go to Gunster com forward slash COVID-19 or gunster.com that's g-u-n-s-t-e-r gunster.com forward slash cares act and get as much information as they want and they can watch all of those webinars we've done and uh, broadcasts we've done to get any of the information they need to help navigate this challenging time
1: yes i often watch you on facebook and linkedin i love it i was going to mention that you're a star of your own with your own show as well um so I think you, know, you mentioned uh, educating and helping people with information right, to get through the times that they're going through. And I want to, to just follow up on that about people. Right? You have people working across different counties, different parts of the state. Um, what is it like as a leader right, to the culture of Gunster? Right? When people are so spread out, it's harder, I think, to create that culture. And so you're educating, informing, supporting, helping your partners and your clients and your customers and the community. How do you do that with your team?
0: Well, it's a great question. We have uh, 200 lawyers across the state, uh, another 150 or so uh, staff folks that, that support our legal team. And we've all been working from home, all been working remotely from our receptionist to, you know, our most senior lawyer. So, we've had to work together. And and I got to give a lot of credit to our managing partner, Bill Perry, and our office managers across the state, who've done a great job to make sure that everybody's plugged in. Uh, our chief operating officer, Steve McDermott, who got our IT folks in line and, and got everybody organized so that we could work from home. It's a lot of demand upon our servers and our technology to have everybody accessing that remotely. And they've just done a fantastic job. And we've tried to keep in constant contact with uh, our team members so that everybody knows the mission and that we're all working together. And then we've also done things that are fun, like, you know, virtual happy hours and, and things like that to keep people connected virtual birthday parties. You know, my, my joke here at the Gunster law firm is if we're not the best law firm, we're the best fed law firm because we usually have a cake or something every day for somebody. Um, we couldn't do that when we're all remote, but we did it virtually and we're trying to keep everybody connected and part of the team and, You know, thank uh, goodness we haven't laid off one person here during this uh, challenging time. And it's, you know, our team members, the people who work here, who serve our clients are the most important thing because they help us every day do everything we need to do for our clients. And uh, we value them very much. And I'm very grateful for all the good work they've done.
1: Yeah, that's so important. Right. Taking care of our mission. And I continue to hear your ingredients. Right. Not just for your team and the company, but for you knowing your why, your mission, right? Having fun while you're doing what you do uh, and what you love and communication, right? So important. So you mentioned cake. So this is recipe for success, mm-hmm. um, but I'm not gonna talk about cake. I wanna know what's your favorite flavor of ice cream?
0: Oh, that's that's a tough one. So my kids and I, we, we, we definitely are ice cream eaters. Um, I would say that pistachio is probably my favorite, but you know, Oreo and some of these other ones are pretty close.
1: You have a mixed pistachio with chocolate. It's really good.
0: I'll have to figure that out. That sounds good.
1: That's a really good one. Um, I think, uh, so, so many, like I said, so many good ingredients and, and I think most importantly, you know, you know, George, I, I'm Mediterranean blood, Italian, Spanish. I love to cook. And so, uh, everything I cook, right? Typically, there's one main ingredient. If it's cheesecake, because I love to make Italian cheesecake, then it's cream cheese. If it's gravy, then it's tomatoes. What's the main ingredient to your success?
0: Wow. Um, I don't know if there's one thing that's that's really hard. I would say if if I had to say one thing, I would say it's determination Mm -hmm. Uh, to keep pushing forward because there are going to be those setbacks. Uh, I like to plan the work and work the plan and you have to be flexible about the plan as you go through it. But having a plan, you know, I like to do is like say, okay, this is the goal. We're going to try to get to this place. Like say, we're trying a case. We, the last day when the jury comes back, this is what we want the jury to find. This is the words we want them to be saying to each other in the jury room when they decide for our client. And we, we, we outline that goal and then we plan backwards. So what are all the things that have to happen in order to get to that day? And then when you've done that, you've created your roadmap to get there. There will be things that change, but having that plan and working that plan to me is really uh, the best way to be successful. And I think if you stay determined and you keep walking forward every day, even though you may get knocked down a little bit, uh, you just get back up and keep moving forward and work hard. I think that that's the number one thing, but I think, you know, having that purpose is really important. I think, Nurturing relationships is key in life. It's key to happiness, uh, I think. And you got to tend to them. If you don't tend to them, they they tend not to grow. Uh, giving back to your community gives great satisfaction. It makes you feel better. Um, that you know, you get more from what you give. Uh, and I think keeping fit is really important to your happiness. You know, whatever it is that you need to do—yoga, run, lift weights, play a sport, whatever it is—I think you got to take time out for that. It's important for your health. And then most importantly, I think you have to be grateful grateful every day that we live in the greatest country in the world probably the greatest state in the greatest country in the world and probably the best part of the greatest state in the greatest country in the world and even though there are challenges and those challenges should not be minimized, we are very fortunate to be where we are and I think counting your blessings every blessings every day really helps with leading to a happy life
1: yeah uh, all 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 amazing ingredients in your your You know, I'm a finance person by nature. Most people don't realize that. They think I started a nonprofit, I guess, but actually came from finance. um, And that planning part is the one part that I stress with our team is you got to know the goal, right? Where are you going to get to? You wouldn't, I wouldn't want to drive to your office if I didn't know where it was. I I would have a roadmap. And so I love that. And I love determination. And I want to thank you for your determination and your commitment to our community, to our state, right? And to making it better for all of us. Uh, And thank you for your contribution to it all. And thanks for sharing your ingredients. We really appreciate it. I hope that all of our viewers and our students, uh, I know that they have learned uh, more about you uh, personally, a little bit of an insight into George Lemieux, uh, and then also just about the work that you've done to make a difference. So thank you.
0: Well, thank you, Lori, and thank you for your leadership in our community. Thank you for the tremendous work that JA does to teach our kids business skills, entrepreneurial skills, to give them purpose, to give them a ladder up, which is what we're hoping for for all our children. So I'm very grateful to you for all your years of service and everything that JA does for our
1: community. Thank you so much. Have an amazing day. And thank you, everyone, for watching this episode
0: of JA's Recipe for Success. Let's get cooking.